welcome, welcome to the Marketing Campaign Podcast, where Bernice Lohman brings a spotlight to entrepreneur stories, brand, and shares chapters of her book, Marketing Campaign Handbook. Be sure to visit marketingcampaignhandbook.com. Now, let's go. Hey there, guys. It's me, Bernice Loman. I am the author of the Marketing Campaign Handbook, although also the podcast host of the Marketing Entrepreneurs Podcast. And today's guest is Teresha uh, Wade. She's a writer. She's a blogger. She's an influencer. She's a businesswoman. Listen, she literally is almost everything. <laughs> I love her work. Uh, We've been on each other via social media for quite some time. Um, In fact, I think we shared some platforms before. Uh, We did like a live or something before. I think we did. Um, And she has been uh, very supportive and we've uh, been in a great connection and the same similar network. So we're going to have a great uh, conversation today and I'm excited to know more about her and I know you guys are going to know more about her today uh, tonight whichever day time you watching I always say that um, because our international friends and followers are, are connected with us so uh, blessings to you so welcome Teresha. Thank you so much for having me on, Bernie. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, you're welcome. I say thank you for taking out the time uh, as well. So uh, it's a blessing to have you. And I see that you are a founder uh, of two Christian-based uh, programs. I see the parents and teachers helping students, uh, the parents raising uh, achievement and students' education. You do a little bit of everything. And I know that you... You are a woman of many hats, as they would say, you know, many hats of many responsibilities that you do. So outside of outside of actually your titles and things that you do, I, I want you to pause and just tell everyone who is Teresha. Like outside of all of that, we're going to get into that. But who's Teresha? Teresha now is simply Teresha, right? So <laughs> Teresha is... <laughs> The mother who has uh, raised her children, who is now enjoying life with her grandchildren, making um, some memories with them, um, taking life each day as it goes by. I am a COVID-19 survivor now. Um, so I'm just living life to the best now and not uh, taking for granted a day or a moment or a second. So I'm making sure now that I capture every avenue that I can and do everything that I can by simply just living my life at this point with no regrets, with no regrets, no, no sympathy, you know, no, why did this happen to me? But Trump is that I'm a survivor and I'm an overcomer. And so I'm looking for the next, you know, level for me and just, Enjoying my personal space, enjoying me. See, I never, oh, blessings. I never knew you was a COVID-19 survivor. Yes, I, it is. I, I think back now, March 25th, I got sick. Um, I started out with um, just having an asthma um, flare. I hadn't had an asthma attack in a couple of years. Um, had a, a daily routine that I did. Don't even know, honestly, how, I, you know, in the beginning, how I had contracted it mm-hmm. um, because uh, I really wasn't going anywhere to work home, work home. Um, and I, when I got sick, I was looking at one direction. OK, it's just, you know, the asthma 
contact with the doctor. I needed a new inhaler. I needed a new nebulizer. And everything that I was taking was making me worse. I wound up um, probably like a week or two. My son and my daughter were like, Mom, you're not getting better. We need to call the ambulance for you because your breathing is just out of control. And, you know, you look like you're really not breathing the right way. Mm -hmm. So they contacted, you know, call 911, ambulance come. I get to the hospital. Um, they're like, okay, you have pneumonia on your um, on your ribs, uh, your respiratory. There's no breathing. There's no air wow. coming in the way it should be. Um, and they said if I didn't get to the hospital, when I got to the hospital, I would have lost my life. So wow. they That's admitted me. Now, I'm a pause, right? Because that's something serious. Like literally, when they said that, what was your feeling like? What was your like? What did you think? I really couldn't think of anything at that moment. Like, I'm really just looking at the doctor like, mm -hmm. okay, because I'm still in distress at that moment. Mm -hmm. So although they connect me to oxygen and stuff, my head is nodding like, okay, I hear you, but I still didn't really know what was wrong with me and why I was experiencing what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And they uh, wind up keeping me. I was in the hospital for seven days. And um, the seven days that I was in the hospital, it, it was very lonely because, of course, nobody nobody could come see you. Um, what you did, you did the you only did you day? Yeah, I did. I did everything they asked me to do. You know, mm. wow. I did everything they asked me um, to do. But uh, seven days in the um, hospital, and I knew that. If I didn't fight, and what I mean by fight, because there's nobody there to see you. When the nurses come in, you know, maybe within a 12-hour shift, they you, you might get that one visit. You better say everything that you need at that one time because they may not make it back to you. Wow. And so it was, it was something to the fact of if I did not have my faith, if I did not know God, mm -hmm. if I did not have built the relationships that I had built, because immediately from learning it, that I had COVID-19, the two people that I contact immediately was my mother and my spiritual mother, who is my pastor, my cousin. Mm -hmm. I contacted them both immediately. And I said, uh, the doctor just told me that I have COVID-19. And immediately, these prayer warriors immediately uh, said, well, Okay, we know that's what the doctor is saying, Listen, but we know another doctor. Oh Listen, you, they, it is so important. I, I mean, I had to pause because I talk about this <laughs> often, all the time. It's so important that you have the right people that believe in your corner, not just business team, you know, but your life, you know, in your life. Uh, me and my friend was talking about this yesterday. In fact, uh, late uh, yesterday evening, and I shared that scripture. Um, I don't know if you remember. It's in Mark how Jesus was healing a lady, but he had to put people out out of the room and they couldn't come in the room because they were doubtful. They were doubtful of the miracles. So I'm telling you, when you said that my mind just shifted. Like, listen, it's man. <laughs> I'm glad you had somebody that you can call on. 
it is so important to have the right people, like you said, so that you can call them. Not anybody that's doubtful, not anybody that's going to say like, well, what are you going to do? Or I'm so sorry this happened to you because you don't need sympathy at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I heard it. I sent them that um, message and me being a prayer warrior, I was still praying. Through the oxygen, all I could do was still, you know, pray. I still, um, and I got in trouble for doing this, but I stayed on the ministry calls. Mm-hmm. It was a minute before my pastor knew that I was still dialing in. But, Bernice, I needed that because I didn't have any family coming to see me. Um, all I could do was, was FaceTime my children. And I would only talk to them for a second, not too long, because I really didn't want them to see how I was looking and them to look like that they, you know, that mom is not going to make it. Mm. Because I didn't look like myself and I was getting weaker and it was getting worse. And I remember one night about three or four o'clock in the morning and I called out to Jesus. I said, Jesus, I need you to get your father. I need your father to come and see about me. Mm. Because, Bernice, the same thing I've prayed about every Thursday from doing my prayer calls. I'm leading prayer at church, you know, with the leaders and the church. The same thing that I prayed about, telling God to bless the, um, and look over the the doctors and the nurses and the lab technicians and walk through, you know, saying to send your angels to walk through the hospital floors in the rooms. And I kept saying, God, you are God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm -hmm. So the same exact prayer, you know, Mm -hmm. the same exact prayer that I say, the Holy Spirit says, who do you say that I am? Mm. And I said, you are a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. And he told me, he said, I'm here and I've been here. And he said, I got you just like you've been praying and you've been interceding. Mm. I have you. Mm. He told me, he said, your angels are around you. And I knew, Bernice, that it had to take some people that really had to be praying for me. Like the people that knew were people that were praying. My ministry team at church, my prayer team and deliverance team, um, my pastor immediately, they went on a 36-hour, you know, praying. I mean, they mm-hmm. prayed mm-hmm. and prayed every day. I mean, tarrying, praying. My mother, my grandmother, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my special friend, he had done gotten people that he knew uh, and said, hey, he's I never had a, a friend who had COVID. This is my first friend who has COVID-19. And he began to put a team together of prayer warriors, Bernice, mm-hmm. who were praying and interceding mm-hmm. for me. And this, when I came out after that, you know, I couldn't even eat. I'm going to tell you this. Even the food, the Holy Spirit was like, don't eat this. Eat the ice, uh, eat eggs with jello. I got jello, eggs for food, everything. Instructions, Bernice. Instructions. Yes. Instructions is what saved my life. Obedience is what saved my life, and I came out. And when I came out, I was on. I was still on the oxygen machine. I was on the oxygen machine for a month, so I couldn't do any lives. I couldn't do my um, intercessory. I couldn't do anything. And so, while other people were like, you know, going on all these zooms and everything, and everybody was doing virtual mm-hmm. workouts and stuff, the Holy Spirit told me, "Say, get in your prayer lab." And He said, "That's your workout." Mm-hmm. So I would come into prayer lab. And I, he said, put your recording. And I would put a recording on of how I would do my prayer podcast. And I would do it. And he'd say, now pray. 
And I would begin to pray. And so the Holy Spirit allowed me to see that he was building, he was making me strong again. He was building me back up. This was my workout process. This was my workout process because I couldn't breathe with my own. And he said, look at the machine. He said, I want you to look at the machine. He said, the machine is not allowing, it's not helping you breathe. I'm the one that's making you breathe. You think it's the machine, but it's not the machine. It's me. Wow. That's so powerful. And I was on it for a month. Yeah. I did that for a month. Got off the oxygen machine. And I mean, when I tell you, nobody can tell me that God does not exist. Nobody can tell me that prayer does not work. And that's why prayer has always been a lifestyle for me and not a hobby for me because I know it works. Oh my God. You know, as you were talking, my sister, I literally, you, when you did that title, when you said that title, it sparked, like it was like a, wow, that obedience saved my life. That's a book title. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope you're writing on that. I hope you write in this book. Like, Pray, pray about this. It, I, I see like a, um, when you mentioned about survival, like it's instructions, like a, a, a step by step, like God for those who are struggling and, 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 and life and not just business, but life. And I'm glad you said, you know, how you knew, you knew that you was listening to the voice of God. Now, how important, talk to us, how important it is to listen to the voice of the Lord. It's so important to listen to the voice of the Lord because uh, many have gone astray because they have not listened to his voice. And I realize that sometimes people are confused or conflicted because they don't know his voice because they don't spend time with him. But when you spend time in his presence, then you understand and know his voice because you know the language, you know his, and you understand his love language. Mm -hmm. So you know when he's around, you know when, you know, that his presence is there. So it's so important because it's about surviving. Mm -hmm. It's about how do I live? How do I get through day by day, trials and tribulations? So when a warning comes and he sends a warning, you know, warning comes before destruction. Yes. So it's like you all automatically know that something's about to happen. Well, in the beginning of March, <laughs> when they first started talking about COVID, you know, really big at this point, um, the Holy Spirit had me to go live. And I went live and I was talking about COVID and you better not be afraid because fear is not of God, you know. Mm. And I mean, the instructions was there and I'm talking and I'm saying it. And even going back to the month of January, the Holy Spirit has had been so pacific with me in my discernment and instructions to me when I would intercede. And so I would say the things and the Holy Spirit said, go back and look at your footage. And I would go back and listen to the footage of the warnings and the things that he was, uh, that he was saying. And I remember saying to my, um, deliverance team, I said, um, there's a storm coming. I said, but this time we can't go around the mountain of this storm. We're going to have to go through it. And I said that in the month of January and February, but we also know that when God give us a word or something that when he tells us we have to be the first partakers of it. So oh I was God, the partaker of that. Mm. Mm. That's why I went through COVID. But not only that, 
the Holy Spirit allowed that when January came and we had a shift even in ministry at church that uh, I watched my pastor, you know, we say many times about them staying up on the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this time he brought her off the mountain, but he brought her off the mountain and I realized it was for me. Mm-hmm. I realized because I've always covered the prayer, you know, coverage of our church. I've always covered that um, since I've been in, you know, ministry sure. for it. And sure. so this year, was more in line, uh, more structure and discipline, you know, okay, her leading the prayers and, and the Holy Spirit is like, pay attention. At this point, I'm the student, so I'm writing, yes. I'm scribing, you know, everything he's telling me. So every time her prayer call, anything, the prophecy, I'm, I'm documenting everything. Well, that was part of my process in order for me to get to my elevation key. Wow. God is just so powerful. Like, I'm listening to you literally, and I'm seeing, like, how he orchestrated this thing. Like you said, back from January, there's nobody but God. Like, and you not to have a clue that you were going gonna go through it but he still the holy spirit still prepared you because you said a storm was coming so he still had a he was still warning you but then wow i'm like that's that's nobody nobody but god nobody but him nobody i mean it came it happened and and when it happened and i'm like what is it that you, you know, you want me to do? And I can't tell you, I, I would sit here and lie if I say that I didn't become angry afterwards because I did all of that. And I'm like, why am I on this oxygen machine? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure it out. And so the Holy Spirit was like, well, why don't you be honest? Why don't you tell me how you feel? Mm-hmm. And, and for a minute, I wouldn't say anything. And he said, well, I can't heal what you can feel, what you hide. And so I had to own it. And I said, I'm confused and, and, I, and I don't get it. I said, because I know who you are. Yeah. I said, I know who you are. Yes. Yes. I mean, and I'm like, I do this all the time. But, but why did this happen to me? This was my year to rise. I'm like, I, I, I just went through, you know, the anniversary, two-year anniversary of a divorce. I, you, you know, I looked at all the things. Yes. And I said, I've had this hit and that hit and this hit. I said, but 2020 is supposed to be my year. And I was rising in the beginning of January. I said, so what is this that, that I've hit? And then I felt, uh, and see what it was, was the enemy was trying to, to, to derail me, right? You know, to detour me mm-hmm. so that I can be really angry at God and be like, well, you didn't do what you said you was going to do. And now you made a mockery out of it because the enemy was saying, yeah, and now who are you going to pray for now? Because if you share this, people going to look at you like, how are you going to be interceding for people? How are you going to be that prayer warrior that you're supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And so I have a uh, trauma behind the COVID-19. Um, I have uh, the right side of my face. I still, I get very tensified pain on the right side of my face, mm-hmm. my ear, you know, and my head, I get sharp pain. And so um, when these pains come, Bernice, I kid you not, the only thing that makes it cease, not the medication, I have to literally get up and get in the prayer lab and pray. I put oil on my face. I put oil on my body and I have to pray in the minute that I'm interceding 
And the minute that atmosphere is set, Mm -hmm. the pain starts to move. Mm -hmm. The pain starts to move. So if anybody would ask me, because when the doctors would call and they said, well, we have to, uh, we're trying to figure out about the COVID-19. So they're doing research and they're calling and they want to know what you know or how you feel. And all I could tell them is that it's spiritual. Mm. A God thing. It's spiritual. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I said yeah. it's spiritual. Wow. Because if I pray and if the pain moves, when I pray, you can't tell me it's not spiritual. Exactly. It's not that it's a mind thing that that's, a, that's what I believe. This is what I know that happens. That if I begin to speak it, if I begin to say that it's going to move and it's going to shift, it moves and it shifts. Like I got up every day and began to uh, uh, decree, you know, and declare in my life. My mom would text me every day and I, I told my mom we begin these love stories because she would text me every day and tell me how much she loves me. And she would give me all these affirmations and say, you know, believe this. And no, she said, I know you're a praying woman of God. I know you're powerful in your own, you know, right that God has put in you. She said, but I want you to say this every day. Mm -hmm. And so I began to, uh, the television in my room has nothing but stickies on it. And I would begin to write each thing that I needed God to do in my life and what I was believing for. As the days decreased, the stickers started falling off. And when I looked at Mm -hmm. those things had been accomplished, he was doing those Mm -hmm. things. And so I'm looking that when I really couldn't breathe, now I can breathe. I can breathe on my own. I can breathe without the machine. Wow. I can breathe. God is real. Like, no one who's listening to this should could ever doubt. If you had some <laughs> doubt, listen to Miss Teresha's testimony, her story. Like, that's... Wow. God is just, God is definitely amazing. Um, I have to ask you as an entrepreneur, like this shift came in your life that was unexpected, but yet you are a business owner and not only just an interceder, an intercessor for your, for the ministry, but you are a business leader. So how did that impact your business? So the beginning Coming into 2020, I did a shift. The Lord told me the shift. I shifted. I went into a uh, direction that he told me to go, which is pretty much go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I went back to the beginning of things of what I was known for doing, which was social media, social media marketing. So I went back to that and the blueprints were already there and he added, you know, some um, things. But let me say this. The Lord told me last year, when you do my work and you do my will, he said, you never have to worry about begging because I will always supply your needs, right? Yes. So in this, when I tell you he supplied my needs, he supplied my needs. I did not uh, lose uh, uh, income from my job. Now, the health piece, it was a, a, a portion of that. But when I tell you, I still got paid. I still got paid. Now, my business piece, I got more clients coming in while I was sick than I had when I wasn't sick. Okay, God. So he didn't, you know, he doubled the flow. The seeds were coming 
you know, they were coming in. I was sick, but I was still working. God is amazing. <laughs> I was still working. So he, you know, he gave me a double portion for being obedient. When I say he supplied my needs, mm-hmm. he supplied my needs. I was able to, you know, look at people's stuff and say, okay, these are some things that we can do. Like when he told me, don't worry about nothing. And he was like, get up and read this scripture. Or I need you praying at this hour. It even became, Bernie said, he had me going on social media. And so many people were writing about COVID-19. And the Holy Spirit would say, I want you to inbox that person right there because they're in the hospital. And I would inbox wow. them and don't know them. And he said, now tell them your story. He said, tell them to fight. Yes. Send them yes. some songs. And I was sending them songs. The same stuff that was happening for me. My pastor was sending songs, and I, I was like, this this moved me. This did it. And so I was sending songs, and he said, send them this scripture. And I was sending them. He said, now tell them who you are. And I said, I'm an intercessor. I'm a prayer word. He said, now tell them what I did for you. And I would tell them. And he said, now tell them what they need to do. And I said, you cannot stay in a place where you're depressed. I know it looked like that. I said, but yes, guess what? Yes. He's a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. To strangers. Yes. Because even when I was in the hospital, when the nurses and, and the technicians would come in and they would be fearful, he said, tell them who you are. And I would tell them that I'm an intercessor. He said, tell them that, that you pray for them and you cover it. And, and that's what I would say. And so every time they came to my room, Bernice, I had music on. I had praise and worship on. Yes. Intercession was happening in my room so that when the nurses was coming in, they started to begin to quote scriptures and they mm. began to mm. see light. Set in the atmosphere. Mm. In the atmosphere. Oh my God. Taking control of the atmosphere. That's right. Wow. That's right. So with me being the entrepreneur, it was just like, okay, you either going to swim or you're going to sing. Uh-huh. And I wasn't going to sing because if he brought me that far, if he did all of that, I knew he had me. And he kept saying, do you trust me? And I said, I trust you with my life. I trust you. I said, don't trust man, but I trust you. Uh-huh. Yes, God. Yes. And so he did it. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with with all the listeners. Uh, that's, wow. I'm I'm just like, God is like so so amazing and i had no idea you were going through this you know i didn't know mm-hmm. i didn't even know like and when you when we're just when we're just having this conversation and you mentioned COVID 19 i'm like wow really wow god is amazing um amazing amazing and so now that you are a COVID 19 survivor uh, you said, you know, business hasn't stopped. You still, you know, you're, you're still in business. You're still an intercessor. Uh, you're still being obedient to God. Where do we go from here? Like, do you, is there a new book coming? Cause girl, I'm telling you, I see it. <laughs> I see this. You got to be right. The Holy spirit got to be talking to you about a book, miss lady. <laughs> Talk to us. <laughs> well, I will tell you that you are definitely on point. The title <laughs> of the book is called Call of Duty of the Intercessor. Listen, I'm seeing this, man. I'm like, listen, if he, if you ain't see it, go back and pray. I see this. Like, oh my God, I see. I, oh my God. 
it's gonna bless so many people, man. So many people. Um, wow. I think too, listening to you and the stuff that you know, you everything that you do, God has graced you to do for business. I think also this will be a testimony for an inspiration for those in business that need that time and that relationship with God too. Because mm-hmm. we can be so busy and busy in business and, and in ministry too, that we fail to mm-hmm. spend that time and to be acquainted with God and to know his voice, to know the Holy Spirit voice. Uh, talk to us, you know, as an intercessor, what's your thoughts on that? Because I really think this is an eye opener for all business leaders and your book will be uh, an eye opener also for those in bi- business and in ministry who are busy, but sometimes don't take that moment to listen to the voice and it can cause literally damage and, uh, and life. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the most important thing is, your relationship with him. No business yes. is that important that we have to put it over him because that means that your business has become your God. Mm-hmm. And we know that God is a jealous God. So it cannot be your God. And you will really see that when you are in his presence and spending time, you know, with him, everything that you need for your business is there with him. So he says, oh, yes, ask Lord. me for what you need. Ask me. So why am I sitting at the boardroom table with individuals who cannot help me get to my next level? If he is the operating chief and he has what I need, if he's the one who can invest into my business for me, if he can put the collateral, the funding up and everything up for me, why am I wasting my time with other people who cannot help me get there? Now, I'm not saying that he won't send people and open doors for you. I'm not saying that he won't do that because he will do that, but he has to be first. Mm -hmm. He has to be first. Just like you love that business, you got to love him. Like I love him more than the business because what it got to for me was I'll give it all up. I I, I was just in this place where I just surrender to God. Mm -hmm. No business is that important, you know, to me, but as an entrepreneur, the one main ingredient that you have to remember is that God will give you the keys to the land, to the city. He will allow you to have every key to open up every door that you need. But you also have to remember, he's your father. So a father is going to do because he's a parent for us, right? He's going to do just what a parent does. He takes care of when you're wrong, you're wrong. He's going to tell you that you're wrong. He may have to sit you down. He may have to do a lot of things just to get you into the grace. But when you're even building, you know, your business, there's a mission, there's a vision, there's a scripture, there's a whole lot of things that come into place. Mm-hmm. For me, when he says, go ye into the world, preach, teach, and spread the gospel, that didn't mean that we had to stand behind a pulpit to do it. Yes. Didn't have to do it there. We're into the world. We got media into the world. We have entrepreneurship we're into the world into the marketplace so we're able to help people because god has given us a vision to be able to take it throughout the world throughout the land Mm -hmm. 
to share that. So it's so important that we have him, you know, centered in our life and that we have devotion time, personal time with him. I'm not telling you that you can't sit the table with other people, but you take that and like, I don't make any decisions. I had a gentleman reached out to me this week and he was offering a business and wanted me to invest in the business. I heard the business. I'm like, there's a very great potential of being able to make some funds in the business. But I, I can't move, you know, quickly like that because the Holy Spirit tells me, okay, you can listen to a presentation, but just because you listen to it doesn't mean that that's the right door for you. Yes. Yeah. So I have to take it back. I'm like, okay, well, thank you, you know, for sharing the information. And then I go and pray about it and I leave it there. I don't need an answer 24, you know, right then and there, 24 hours. The Lord is going to give me an answer when I need the answer and say, okay, it's either yay or nay. And either direction that he tells me, I'm not going to question it either. Mm -hmm. So it's very important. Yeah. Totally trust him. If you trust him, then you trust him with your business. You trust him with the blueprint that everything that he's giving you is going to help you. And trusting him with the time. You said it didn't have to be 24. Y'all listen. Trusting him with the time. Yes. I am so glad that you shared uh, your testimony with us today. Someone definitely uh, needed to uh, to know God and know his power, knowing knowing what he can do and knowing how important it is to trust him and spend that moment with him. So thank you so much for that. Um, In closing, though, can you share with us, you know, what you do and also your services, products uh, and and how to connect with you? Okay, so I offer, um, in the marketplace, I offer social media uh, management. So I do social media, social media branding, and social media marketing is what um, I do in the um, marketplace for entrepreneurship. And also, if you are trying to start a business, then I do help you get your business off the ground. If it's something where somebody says, well, I believe I'm an entrepreneur, but I don't know how to start, then I help people start their business in the direction of creating and assisting you developing a blueprint for your business. Um, I am on um, all social media uh, platforms from Facebook to LinkedIn to Twitter to um, Instagram. I am Carisha Wade on there, or you can see TD Wade, um, which is the same, which is me. So I'm there on all social media platforms. Thank you so much. Listen, let me before you go. I just have this question. I was I was just on a podcast episode today um, recording for uh, with another guest and he's a digital marketer. And I asked him this question. So before you go, let me ask you, what's your thought now as a you know, as a social media marketer, you know, in the marketplace? Um, We know now, especially during the pandemic time, that is a lot of businesses and ministries are like literally forced to come up with creative ways to be online, uh, you know, with videos and social medias and stuff. So what's your, what's your thought on that? When do you think we need to stay at that moment uh, or with ministries and, uh, and business or, I mean, what's like, what's your thought process on that with the change and the shift, even in the marketplace? Well, I believe this. I believe that truly that 
probably in the last maybe 10 years or longer, you know, God has been really trying to show us that direction anyway about digital marketing. Um, we've been trying to get the churches to get there a minute ago. You know that. We've been trying to do that for a minute. A lot of things that uh, from, you know, the media kits and different things, you know, the branding, you know, what does your logo look like? You know, we've been trying to do these things a minute ago to get ministries to get online because reaching the lost does not mean uh, the people that are actually coming into your church house, into the building, you know, reaching the lost is going out into the world. Those who are home who may say, well, I don't know what church to go to. I, well, I don't know, you know, how to feel about this church because last time I've been in church, this is what, you know, happened to me. So digital is the new avenue. It's your new norm. If you haven't been doing it, you need to jump on it. You need to do it um, because going back into the buildings is not going to be the same way how it used to be. Now, you will probably have some churches because maybe they're small and they're like, well, we're going to do this or continue to do that. But I do not believe it's going to last long, that direction. Mm -hmm. So I believe that people need to invest into the digital world mm -hmm. because that's your new norm. This is where you're going to prosper at is in the digital world because now people are, you know, looking at myself being a survivor from COVID-19, I have more where I don't really go outside a whole lot now. Because I'm like, I got sick somehow. And because of that, I'm more so that I can stay in my house. I, could, I, I work from home. I do everything where I have meetings now on Zoom and, you know, Facebook and different. So I, I order my groceries and my food from Instacart. So what do I really need to go out for? I can even do virtual dating online. Yeah. It's, it's so much. Everything is digital everything is digital so i believe that you know something that bernice you, you've been teaching this for a long time you've been trying to get a lot of churches there from a couple of years back you know to what people are hearing now you were doing that five six seven years ago that i know since yes. we've been friends yes you, you've been doing that a long time ago so you know this this is where we are and i'm actually absolutely um, as a business owner, happy to see as far as the digital piece of yes. people coming into a, a, a space, you know, in this. Yes. So I'm happy yes. to see this because I feel like every person that may have uh, been in business or in business in digital, this is your time now. This is your all the hard work we've done those years ago. This is our time now to store. I believe that this is our opportunity and our time. This is a door that has opened up for anybody that's gone to school for or majored in communication, marketing, branding, um, the front of the lead, everything. This is our opportunity and time now. Promotional management, everything is digitally online. This is where everything makes sense. This is the batter of the cake. This is your whole ingredients coming together to produce that cake. Yes. Love it. I appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> we, we just needed that validation, that confirmation. Y'all listen to this. <laughs>
But thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, my sister. Um, please do be on the lookout for this podcast uh, episode to be loaded on all uh, podcast platforms and for others, more people uh, to hear this and your story, which is amazing. So uh, we give God all praise and glory for it. And we just thank you again. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate you and all that you do. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. God is, God is amazing. He's, oh my God. God is amazing. Y'all come on. Y'all can hear this. Like her testimony is so amazing. And I want you guys, not only her testimony, but you guys go back and just reflect what God has done for you. Whether if you didn't have COVID-19, you're, you know, you're not a COVID-19 survivor, but what are some things you survived from? What are some things that you've gone through and God has, has brought you out? And I mean, I'm telling you, we all got to just say, God, thank you. Like, God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for what you have done and what you're doing. Not just even what's, what's to come. Guys, there's still great things in store. But what he has done, guys, take this moment as you listen to this podcast and just say, God, I thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And take the moment to, you know, apologize if you've been guilty of not listening to his voice, not spending that time with him. Uh, you, you've had that moment where, you know, you've been so busy. Maybe you got so busy and just reflecting on things that that's not coming together. That means we're not really trusting him. We're not giving him the, the thoughts. We're not giving him like she said, he wanted her to just share. Are you frustrated? You upset? You know, you, you don't understand or, you know, those moments I, I love, I love reading about songs and how David was just so transparent with God. And he shared, you know, those moments where he, he wanted to die. He, those moments where he didn't feel where God was there, you know, he talked to God and God is saying, guys, talk to him. I have that moment with him so that you can get instructions that you need and not just for your business, not just as an entrepreneur, but also just as a person, just as a human, just uh, just who you are in life to get those life instructions. So uh, you guys, I'm, I'm going to be looking out for her book. I mean, that's amazing just to hear the uh, few minutes that we have with her. I love intercessors. I'm telling you, man, they they go hard. They go hard in it. Um. And I just, uh, I just know, I just know that God has great things for us, uh, believers, those who are believing in him and are listening to, uh, his voice. So guys, I love how she ended it also with, uh, how an important, how it is important to have a digital presence. Uh, you guys chime in on this. I want to know your feedback on, you know, what do you think now that it has shifted? The world literally has little, I mean, if you guys notice, I know it was a shift in the digital marketing space, but literally now it's like 
live stream is it. <laughs> I mean, videos is it. Like content creation is is really it. Like if you are not online, it is imperative. It's like you're going to literally not reach as many people uh, because you're not online. And I, I want to make sure that you guys are investing in con into content creation. Uh, I did a podcast episode recently and I was even sharing uh, in part a part in my book where I share a platform that you can use even for videos that you create. You can get those transcribed so that you can even take that content from your video and load that into a text, load that into a blog. Uh, it's so it's, it's so much that you can do even from your audio, from a podcast. I'm telling you guys you guys got to check out the book marketing campaign handbook because I give you some strategies that you can use if you have been struggling uh, with trying to uh, get online uh, or have your business and your ministry it's not just for businesses it's for ministries anyone can read this and I pray that uh, it does bless you because I share videos, I share uh, information about content, how important it is, um, branding with culture, or I, I share about mission and vision, uh, communication, you know, how it's important to share your story. Uh, we cover logos, the formats even you need for logos, uh, and what you, how you even need to communicate with your graphic designer. Did you know there's a language <laughs> that you can, can communicate with the graphic designer even in the beginning stage of your branding? Uh, so I even share, you know, the importance, the difference between branding and marketing as well. So all of that is um, is in the book. And I hope you guys go ahead and subscribe to marketing campaign handbook uh, dot com. Get the book uh, and share it all over your social media and share it with someone. I um, in fact, get two, three books, share it with that entrepreneur that's starting a business. Uh, you're in ministry. You know, you need it and not just you yourself. Uh, tell a friend about it. I would love to. Uh, uh, know more about your feedback of the book make sure you leave a review and peace and blessings welcome back welcome welcome to the marketing campaign podcast where bernice loman brings a spotlight to entrepreneur stories brand and shares chapters of her book marketing campaign handbook be sure to visit marketingcampaignhandbook.com now let's go